Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders, learn the why, and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Legacy Podcast. I'm sitting here with Rusty Herring, the founding chiropractor of Cornerstone Family Chiropractic located in Auburn, Alabama. Rusty, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Yeah, man. Excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you grow up? Uh, Where did the love of Auburn come from? Well, I grew up in Opelika, so I grew up an Auburn fan, and uh, my whole life uh, I've always loved Auburn and uh, grew up watching Auburn sports and and of course, my brother went on to play football there, and I, um, he and I are best friends. So I went there and did my undergrad there, and then I went up to Atlanta for chiropractic school for four years. Um, Catherine and I met at Auburn, and she finished school a year after me, joined me in Atlanta, um, and then we looked around at places that we wanted to open a practice and didn't find any place in the country that we loved any more than Auburn. Mm-hmm. So I came back here in 2011, uh, right after I graduated, and we opened our practice August 1st, 2011. What made you want to go into chiropractic care? So my dad's a chiropractor. So and it's in the family. Yeah, so uh, my dad and I have two uncles that are also chiropractors, um, and just grew up around chiropractic and worked in my dad's office some, and just the idea of being in a industry, a service industry that gets to make an impact in people's health was something that I knew that I wanted to do. And I entertained some other forms of healthcare, but ultimately didn't find anything that I felt led to do more than chiropractic. So that's um, really what got me to chiropractic school. And then when I was in chiropractic school, I actually faced a pretty major health challenge. Uh, health, my health wasn't really a priority when I was in grad school, I was focused on schoolwork and coffee and uh, staying awake. And uh, we were doing, you know, 40 hours a week in class and studying another 40 or 60 hours and Man. just grinding it out and um, got pretty sick. And through chiropractic care, it helped me regain my health and um, really helped me to not only regain my health, but to prioritize my health and realize the impact that chiropractic can have on someone's overall health mm-hmm. uh, and daily function and quality of life, not just um, the, the musculoskeletal symptoms. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're looking for somebody to help you in this practice, uh, whether it's somebody that's answering the phones or helping you schedule appointments or other doctors, what are some of the things that you look for in them when, when you think about hiring them? Yeah, so we look for people that are genuine and authentic, um, people that strive for excellence, uh, people with a willingness to grow. They're hardworking, joyful, mm-hmm. want people that are fun to be around, yeah. um, and also selfless individuals, people that are willing to help you out and, and um, do whatever needs to be done for the betterment of the, of the whole team. Yeah, I think that's important, um, not only to, have a str- to surround yourself with those types of people in your business, but also for the customers as well. People coming in here, 
may not be feeling good. I mean, more than likely, the first first time a customer comes in here, they've got an issue and they need some help. And then hopefully over time, they've started managing that through, through the services here. And they are feeling better as they come in. But that first impression, that person's coming in with pain, maybe can't stand up straight, mm-hmm. having somebody here with a smile, having somebody, it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of day they're having. If they're always, they always have that smile, they always have a, a good attitude and a good personality or at least project that even mm-hmm. when they're when they're feeling bad or down mm-hmm. it makes a difference in the in the customer service as well absolutely something we talk about quite a bit is just making that choice you know a conscious choice mm-hmm. to bring our best and yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's always a choice every day well tell us a little bit about cornerstone chiropractic it's chiropractic care but it's kind of a, it's kind of uh, different than a traditional uh, type of chiropractic uh, care. If if people who are listening, you know, they go. I call them the I call them the bone crackers. <laughs> um, uh, this is a little bit different of a service here. Um, so tell us a little bit about what kind of services you provide. Sure. So uh, we're different in a lot of ways. We're different in that we use the most advanced technology and technique available to us today. And as new technology comes out, we use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We strive to, to stay that way, the, you know, just on the cutting edge of technology available because we know technology does make things um, more efficient, um, more uh, reproducible, and ultimately more effective. And so we are different in several aspects. One is that as opposed to focusing more on symptoms, we focus more on function. And by that, uh, doesn't mean we aren't concerned about how someone's feeling symptomatically. We want them to feel better, but we know that we need to help their body function better in order to get to feeling better. Mm -hmm. And um, so we use some very advanced technology. um, It's called a static electromyography, um, and that is reading neurological activity in a muscle. Um, So it's not measuring pain or symptoms. It is measuring function. good analogy there is... You know, go to the dentist 30, 40 years ago, they had to look in your mouth to see if they could see any cavities. Mm-hmm. And eventually x-rays came along, you could take x-rays, and now you know, they can use a little laser and detect the density of certain areas. Mm-hmm. And if it falls within a certain density range, it may be a tiny, tiny microscopic cavity. doesn't even need any attention at this point, but if it gets bad enough, they'll fill it. Um, in all fields of science, research advances and technology advances, and with that, technique advances as well. And that's where this technology allows us to measure how someone is functioning so that they don't have to wait until they have symptoms that are glaring yeah. symptoms to start making progress. Um, and then uh, another major difference, you mentioned uh, the more older method of adjusting Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people they think of chiropractic they think of that you know twisting and turning approach Um, here we use an adjusting instrument so it's very gentle um, yet very effective the way that adjusting instrument works as as you know but uh, it's it's force force is mass times acceleration Newton got that right Uh, Mm -hmm. it always will be Uh, (laughs) and I'm pretty sure he nailed that one um, so that older method of chiropractic used more mass with less acceleration. Human hand can only move so fast to generate that corrective force. An instrument just kind of flips that equation, 
uses more acceleration with less mass, generating that corrective force. And because of that acceleration component, we do all of our adjustments with someone in a relaxed, neutral position, so there's never any twisting involved of their spine. Yeah, and I've uh, full disclosure, I've, I've been a, a customer here uh, for several years, and the way that you introduce customers that have been here for a while is their legacy members. Oh, uh-huh. And it's interesting, you know, legacy and leadership legacy. So I was thinking about that <clears throat> on the way over here, and I thought that was really cool. But I've been a, I've been a customer, um, a patient of both types, obviously, with the more traditional method and now coming here to Cornerstone. And, you know, the, the, the traditional kind of worked more to maybe alleviate the symptoms, maybe is what I kind of feel. It took a lot longer to get better to a better function, but it's it's kind of amazing. And I was telling uh, Dr. Joe, I think, or maybe Dr. Shane, the other day I was in here and I was having a, I was having a pain down my left leg, a little adjustment, move the nerve around, to get it to where it needs to be and it's like immediate relief it's not always going to be that way for everybody i mean there's going to be like you said there's there's progress to that to that functionality Uh, but it's just crazy the how sensitive the nervous system is and when you're when that's aligned how Mm -hmm. how much better you can feel sure sure and um, another difference you mentioned there exactly we are more focused on the function of the nervous system Mm -hmm. as opposed to the whole musculoskeletal component um, you do have both components involved in all forms of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Some focus more on the musculoskeletal aches and pains. We focus more on the neurological function and overall function of the body. And, and that applies uh, to anyone of any age, um, which is why we see so many children. We see several hundred kids a week, yeah. every week here. And um, not that they have symptoms, but prevent them from that's right preventing them from having symptoms and a lot of them used to have symptoms they're functioning better and parents want to keep them functioning well because healthy kids grow up to be healthy adults yeah yeah it's amazing i have a two and a half year old and when she was really little i mean really little like maybe less than a year old she took a tumble down the stairs she was crawling she was fine Mm -hmm. um thank thank god she was fine um but you know we brought her in for you to check her out and I've heard stories of people bringing their kids maybe, you know, the week after they're born, Mm. you know, just to go ahead because they've had the most traumatic event in their life coming through the birthing process. And Mm -hmm. so going ahead and getting them aligned and getting them uh, functioning properly uh, from the nervous system side, it's just amazing how a lot of people think, well, it's when you're old and when when you're hurting that you need a chiropractor. But no, if you go ahead and start, your health can be better long term. Absolutely. That's so cool. You have some really cool events here for for your patients and for the community as a whole. I'm looking yeah. at a Mud Bugs and Mustaches 2018 poster yeah. here. Where did the idea come about for those community events and the dinners with the doc? Yeah. Uh, where did they come from? Some of them were ideas that, that we uh, had. Some of them are ideas that we get from just masterminding with other colleagues, um, friends from chiropractic school. Um our back-to-school bash is our biggest event that we have every year. And mm-hmm. as we were kind of planning that year, first year that we were going to open, we knew that we wanted to engage the community and keep the community engaged and have events that brought the community together. And mm-hmm. so as we were getting preparing for our you know, grand opening, I was kind of thinking, well, nobody wants to come to our grand opening, but um, they've 
might want to come to a fun festival. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of where where that all started. And then um, we just we like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and these events uh, give us that opportunity to have fun, um, to build relationships, and yeah. and um, a fundamental value of ours here we talk about almost daily with the team is building long-lasting relationships based on trust. And whether it be, you mentioned a dinner, a crawfish boil, uh, you know, we have ladies' night out, mm-hmm. uh, back-to-school bash, a lot of different events. They give us an opportunity to build those relationships yeah. and uh, spend time getting to know practice members because day-to-day basis, we um, helping a lot of people and, yeah. and to keep everybody's time uh, as efficient as possible we don't just sit around and chit chat and yeah. let people wait for an hour and a half like like some uh healthcare offices um we are as efficient as as we can so that we get people in and out and on with their busy lives and those those events give us an opportunity to to fellowship a little bit i think that's i think that's important from from the services you know, not, it's not just about the transaction between, okay, you have a service and I'm going to pay you for that service. It's all about that from a business standpoint is that you want to, you want to, you know, develop a relationship with your customers so that you know what they need and they feel comfortable. But more, the biggest part of it for me is just building that relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. because when you have customers that trust you, when you have when just people in the community that trust what you do, they see that you're a genuine person. You're genuinely trying to help them and, and do business. They're gonna they're gonna be more likely to refer you to their family members yeah. or to their friends um, when when somebody needs help. And so sure. you know, building that long term relationship helps kind of future future proof your business mm-hmm. and allow you to continue to grow and, and reach more people. But also, it really just it's all about the personal relationships with people. Because I think in today's society with social media and, and even podcasts, um, you know, a lot of people can kind of get in a, in a solitary uh, place where they don't necessarily want to get out or they don't, you know, they don't have opportunities to talk to people. And when they have events to come to and they can bring their family and they can mm-hmm. meet new people or get to talk to you and get to feel like they know you more personally, it builds that trust. Sure. Well, what's next for Cornerstone? Well, we're always... Uh asking ourselves that question what's uh-huh. next and uh um in the in the near future we're going to be expanding our facility we um, purchased this end of uh, the building back last uh december and so we're going to be doing a renovation to some of the office spaces here um, um about triple our square footage and um renovate that space so we'll be doing a, a build out there um, expanding our facility so that is going to increase our capacity and then um, down the road once that starts to fill up we'll see yeah um, it's all and, and at the rate Auburn's growing we we may need to start entertaining a, another location before long so we'll see Auburn's kind of interesting and I kind of think of it as being in a bubble it's like there's there's this bubble around Lee County where you know when things go bad in the economy and I hope I don't jinx Auburn or Lee County <laughs> but it seems that overall generally yeah people are still struggling in Lee County um, and we need to have better services to to provide for them um, but it seems as a whole um, that Auburn is kind of like in a bubble it's um, kind of its own economy yeah yeah um, and it just continues to grow continue 
new neighborhoods continue to be built and you know more people continue to flock here for the university and for industry and I think that's I think that's a, an interesting you know aspect from another business owner is just knowing hey you know with with the growth of Auburn hopefully the growth of the business you may have to look at a new location or something mm-hmm. well kind of getting away from what you do professionally what drives you to get up in the morning yeah um, that's a great question and I and I would say um, helping others is really what drives me whether those you know others is my family um, serving them providing for them um, serving practice members um, our team being there to to be a leader for them um, or you know being there for a friend just helping others is is a driving factor for sure and where do you think that came from um I think a lot of it came from my upbringing mm-hmm. and the calling that God has put on my life. My parents are, have always had us very grounded and um, just wonderful, wonderful people. Um, have loved loved the Lord and loved others, and have not only uh, done that through what they say, but done that through their actions as well. And uh, I think that's where a lot of it comes from. What principles have helped you personally? and uh, in, in business here as well? Yeah, um, several principles that come to, come to mind. One just being simply do the right thing for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you make check your motive and perspective, then no matter what the choice is, you can make one that's a sound decision. Another principle is the choice that we have to bring our best. Another principle is a fact-meaning principle shared with me by a guy um, named Ronnie Doss, and you'd love him. You should check him out. He's got a podcast and great leadership guy. Um, I happened to meet him years ago right as he was, his kind of career was, I guess you could say, in its uh, really infancy. Mm-hmm. Um, he now does leadership development and training for NASA and wow. Tesla and AT&T and Mars candy bars and I mean like you know he did I think five billion dollar companies last year and then there's wow. Cornerstone that he, that yeah. he coaches um, so we do um, leadership development with him and mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, some live Google Hangout calls with him every other week and he taught me this principle that has really been uh, certainly impactful you know life changing um, and it's just called the fact meaning principle. And that is facts are facts. Mm-hmm. They're objective. There's no emotion attached to them and there's no meaning attached to them. Um, the fact could be that I was about to pull in a parking spot and you whipped it in in front of me and the meaning that I could place on it. Well, there's a thousand different meanings. Yeah. Well, the meanings that we place on it are going to make a huge impact in our mindset and our energy level and attitude and perspective on life. And so many times we place a meaning on a fact that doesn't serve us. It doesn't uplift us and doesn't see the best in others. And so we place that meaning on it and we may not even remember the fact, but we typically will remember the meaning. So we go through life just remembering the meaning that we place that, you know, that guy Tony Orvick cut me off that day and he's must be a jerk. And, 
you know, you just carry that, the meaning that could be completely inaccurate and it has nothing to do with the fact. And when we can learn to do one of two things, one is the simple thing would be not place a meaning on it. So just, oh, it happened, is what it is. I'm just going to move on with my life and not bog myself down with negative negative self-talk. And then another meaning is if it's not a positive meaning, then we're just going to let it go. So the the meaning that we're going to place on the fact, it's either got to be positive or we're going to let it go. Um, and just leaving like the, the facts, the facts. Um, what it does, it helps us to really um, extend grace to others much easier and um, to not carry around negativity. Great. Another principle I, I really live by is we either go through life or grow through life. I think it, lots of folks have probably quoted this. I think I've heard it most recently by John Maxwell. He says, change is inevitable, growth is optional. Mm. And um, it's very true. So yeah. Always striving to grow. Through growing and through learning, there is a word out there that a lot of people attach themselves to. There's there's a stigma around this word, and that word is failure. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a business leader, as a business owner, as a um, someone who has people under them and kind of looking up to looking up to you, what what does that word failure mean to you? And ha- and how do you how do you deal with it? Yeah. So. I am a competitive person, so I don't like to lose or fail, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so I certainly try to avoid it. But uh, when I do fail, personally or professionally as a team, as an organization, when we don't meet expectations, we certainly try to learn from it and seek to grow from that. We look at that as an opportunity to grow. Uh, we didn't meet expectations, and so... We either have to serve better or change our expectations, mm-hmm. and um, that's one way that we strive to to avoid avoid failure. In serving your patients, uh, I'm sure that there are times when patients come in and they're happy, or they're angry with maybe something that's been done, or maybe they got a bill wrong, or they don't feel like they were treated well, um, or maybe it's just something completely random. Um, how do you deal with with an angry patient or or with an angry customer and what are some of the skills that you've learned to deal with that? Yeah. So, um, I saw this question and I kind of, kind of had to laugh and say, uh, you know, I guess it's either unfortunate or fortunate. It depends on what side you are on. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say fortunately for us, the bar has been set pretty low for, uh, in healthcare, uh, cause so many people are used to waiting an hour or two in a healthcare office. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people that are at a healthcare office have to be there. And healthcare offices know that. And therefore, um, you know, we hear it all the time that, you know, the stories of, of just lack of customer service or yeah. lack of prof- even professionalism um, just going above and beyond within a healthcare office. So, yeah. It really doesn't happen all that often here. We typically ex- far exceed expectations mm-hmm. for what people were expecting. Um, we strive every day to um, set the expectation and to communicate clearly yeah. um, so that there are not unmet expectations. So much of um, disappointment or failure, like we talked about, is derived from just the lack of communicating 
and setting an expectation. And so we, we strive to do both and um, ultimately meet or exceed expectations. And one thing I've learned is uh, when someone does act a certain way that's, you know, maybe ruffles some, some feathers of a team member is another concept Ronnie Doss talks about is everybody's dealing with the human condition, meaning that they're acting that way for a reason. It doesn't justify their behavior, but it's just, you know what, however they're acting, there's a reason. I believe that you know, people that are acting that way are, are hurting people. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are, are sick are going to do sick things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of another side of our mission, not only improving the health of people, but overall improve the overall well-being of a community if you can improve everyone's health. Yeah. <clears throat> but understanding everybody's dealing with the, with the human condition um, allows us to give them grace for however they're acting, and also very um, kindly, if if we're not the right place for them, we'll tell them our office may not be the right place for them, yeah. and we aren't the right office for everybody, and we're not here to help everybody. We're here to help those that want to be helped, and we do want to help as many as we can, yeah. but um, we're not here to help everybody. So I think that's important for businesses to understand as as you're growing. You know, making sure that you know that you're honest with yourself and to what kind of customers that you want, but then also, like you said, helping those customers to find another service provider because this isn't the right fit for them. There's still hope for them sure. to you know to kind of get down that next path for life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, uh, especially in the service industry and in the medical industry as well. Yeah. What's the hardest thing that you've faced so far in in running your own business? Juggling the tasks and roles. So that balance between working in the office as opposed to working on the office. You know, different seasons call you to different roles and tasks. And mm-hmm. when I'm you know, covered up working in the office, it doesn't allow me to work on the office. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to plan for the future and think ahead and do other things that are working on the practice when I'm covered up working in it. So. Yeah. Finding that balance between the two is uh, certainly the biggest challenge that I faced. We talked a lot about leadership and about you know masterminds and and just getting inspired uh, from other leaders and, and learning from them and learning from their mistakes and from their successes to to better your yourself and your practice. What's maybe one of the best books you've read recently to help with that? Strong fathers, strong daughters. Okay, is a book that I've read recently that. Um, that's just awesome. It just um, helps me be a better dad. And, and of all my roles in life, um, I heard it said, if you win in the marketplace but fail at home, you failed. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's something that no matter how busy we get or how big our office grows, it's always a priority. And I'm always, I am reading other books about leadership and business and finances, and, um, but I'm always wanting to, I always have a book on you know, my spiritual walk or mm-hmm. growth, um, my relationship with my wife or my relationship with my kids. And that one really uh, has affected me quite a bit and in, in, um, just the next level of being intentional mm-hmm. with my daughter and, and really helping me see things from her perspective much more. Mm-hmm. And um, having daughters, you've got to read that one. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's on my to-read list right now. But, uh... Do you have it on there no, already? I'm going to pause it. Oh, yeah. Put it on Goodreads. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I have told 
ton. I can't believe I hadn't told you about it. I've told yeah. tons of dads about it. That's and, uh, I can't wait to read that. Yeah, because that's I mean we're it's, in a transition oh, period with with all three of our girls. We've got a two and a half, well almost three year old, and then we've got a a nine year old who's you know going to fourth grade, and then we've got one that's just now finished elementary school, and now yeah. she's going to middle school, and so they're all in very unique seasons of yeah. life. And so trying to yes, you need that book. wrap myself around that has been yeah. my ultimate test. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you were to write a book about your journey so far in life, you know, business, just growing up, everything, what would that title be? Yeah, this is a great question and a, a tough one. Um, I came up with something. It, it may be a little cheesy because they all start with the same letter. It's passion, purpose, and perspective. I believe it, it would be that because... Our passions oftentimes reveal our purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly was the case for me. With that, if we can have perspective as we go through life, then um, that is going to, I believe, is going to help us to make the, the greatest impact on, on society and make a positive yeah. influence on those around us. Well, what's, what's, um, what's some advice to someone wanting to get into your industry? Any resources you can share? I know that here... We see a lot of the uh, the guys that are maybe even going to start working in this facility. Interns, yeah, intern, yeah, yeah. yeah, interns that or or doctors that are you know really they're going through school to get their degree and and they're you know interning here or just learning. What's um what's some advice to somebody that's wanting to to get into that industry? Is it is it internships? What is it? So um, chiropractic specifically, there's an organization called AMP that uh, it's a professional development organization. That mm-hmm. I'm, um, I was asked to be a leader in the organization, and um, it's an awesome organization, great people, um, great resources, and really helps to help grow and develop people. A lot of our interns that come through have been plugged into that organization as a student. They come here and learn kind of the final details kind of, of hands on. Yep, of running a practice and then they go out and open. And that's, you know, ultimately a, a big part of our goal is building others up and mm-hmm. sending them out because um, yeah. there's our whole country's in, in dire need of a improvement in their health outcomes, we can certainly make an impact on it. Well, I've got one last question sure. that I ask everybody. When you're looking back on your family and your friends and your community and the patients here and just uh, just society in general, as you're getting ready to step out of this world, going to meet your father in heaven, what do you want them to remember? What do you want the people that you've been surrounded with to remember you by? What do you want your legacy yeah. to be? Man, this was a... Uh... Super deep question, and Save I the best for last. Yeah, I uh, thought long and hard about it. I would want I want people to remember me as a man that loved God, loved his family, and loved people. Uh, I don't particularly want my legacy to be about me, but rather leave my family uh, with kids and grandkids that are making a positive difference in the world, uh, leaving a practice that is making a positive impact in the community leave friends and family members that feel more empowered uh, to make the most out of life because of our relationship and time together. And if I can do that, then I think it'll be, um, I feel like I will have fulfilled my, my purpose to what I was called to. Rusty, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for sitting down with me this afternoon and 
and, and talking about leadership and legacy. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show.